have your sports curiosity cured. Dowdy in behind the net. This is going to be turned over right to Greenway with a shot. Scores! Jordan straight down the Greenway gets the Sabres a 2 nothing lead with 3-0 veteran of the sports reporting game for over 25 years. Blocked by Dino. Defense, offense. Behind the back. LBJ, how about that? Breaking down Edmonton's favorite teams. In my opinion, allowed his team to stabilize. Here's McDavid. Beautiful scandal. Running Detroit right out of the building. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. All right, here we go for Saul. 112, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. We'll touch on that theme a little bit later in the big show. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in to the Kevin Carrier Show on Sports 1440 as you're driving into work or you're streaming on iHeartRadio, the TuneIn app, sports1440.ca. If you miss any part of the show, again, you can catch up by searching the Kevin Carrier's Show on, uh, you got the Apple Podcasts, you got Spotify, there's Google, Amazon, you can get it anywhere and also be sure to uh, subscribe, select that auto-download so you never have to miss any part of the show. So, good morning. Thanks so much for checking in with us uh, for the next uh, four hours. We've got a jam-packed show, as you can imagine. Oilers coming off a big, big 8-4 victory. Did anybody stand out for you last night? Was there anyone that kind of caught your eye in that game? Well, maybe a half dozen apples will do that for you. Uh Connor McDavid with six assists and kind of put the team on his back, so to speak. And so did Stu Skinner, because uh, we'll get to the reason why the Oilers were able to win that game because of Stu Skinner and some luck in the second period because Detroit was by far, by far the better team in the second period as the Oilers committed oh, tons and tons of turnovers, giveaways, odd man rushes out the yin-yang. There were, I don't even know, six, seven in the second period that seemed like there was three of them in about a minute. And uh, there was some good fortune on the Oilers' part. But Connor McDavid in the end with six assists, six assists to give him over the 600 assist plateau in his NHL career. Now, 616 games for Connor McDavid to reach the 600 assist plateau. Only three others, better, faster, quicker. And Bobby Orr was 608. What's that tell you? Wow. And out of the assist, send us in a, a, a text, one 401 Out of those six assists, there was a couple, yeah, whatever, you know, I mean, the, the first one on the, the CC goal, you know, that's just pure luck and things like that. Which assist impressed you the most last night? Out of the six, which assist by Connor McDavid impressed you the most? Everyone's probably going to go to the fifth one, the spinorama on Evander Kane. I mean, it was exciting. It was just, uh, it, it took your breath away in the sense of how he attacked the defense and uh, attacked 
uh, you know, Mo Sider had a, I think the Duke sent out a post last night about Mo Sider in the sense that this is one of the top young up and coming defensemen in the league. And, and we talked about it. Actually, we talked about it quite a bit yesterday with uh, Will Birchfield from uh, 91.7 uh, in Detroit. I mean, Mo Sider had a bit of a rough game, especially in the, in the third period when you consider he was head-to-head with Connor McDavid pretty well all night. I wouldn't say he held him in check, but he 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 held him. He 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 limited Connor McDavid a lot of the time when he was on the ice, but then in the end it was just too much for the young defenseman. But out of the six assists, which one impressed you the most? I assume I, we're going to get a lot of love for the Evander Kane goal. But the second assist, Evan Bouchard, he scored the goal, but... It, it was the second assist on that goal. And he did such yeoman's work. It was at the end of the shift. It was at the end of a shift. He had nothing left in the tank, really. Defers to Ryan Nugent Hopkins, sets up Evan Bouchard. Uh, beautiful, hardworking play behind the net. Now, the other one is the key goal of the game, and that's Dylan Holloway. We talked about Dylan Holloway yesterday and how Holloway needs to generate a little more, and he gave the Oilers a massive spark. So... That's the goal, a key goal to start the third period a minute in. And again, end of a long shift for Connor McDavid. But he dogs Mo Sider in the corner. He's all over him. Two, three, four, five stick checks before he can get the puck out uh, and quick shot by, by Zach Hyman. And then it's a lunging, a lunging effort by Dylan Holloway to give the orders a massive goal that they needed because they were leaking Leaking in the second period. Text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Pillman says was at the game last night. Skinner kept them in it. Six apples for ninety seven. Have a great show as always. Star Farmer says good morning, gentlemen. Was at the game last night too. Wow, what a game! McDavid just took over the third. Great game to watch live. The McDavid spinorama to Kane was absolutely incredibly, but he quietly was incredible on them all. From digging the puck out, setting up the goals, Holloway's diving goal was a huge boost. Inspired the rest of the Oilers to play harder. Yeah, shoot us off a text, one 401 Which goal impressed you the most that Connor McDavid set up? And now, I mean, <laughs> he's got 67 points in his last 36 games. He's 73 points on the year. That's... Uh, Tied, 77 points on the year, tied for third right now. And, uh, hey, big shout-out to Cody Cece. First goal since October 15th, 2022. 127 games. Outstanding. But, again, second period was just horror awful. Odd man breaks. Giveaways. There were, uh, you know, it could have been 5-3, for Detroit after 40 minutes. Had the Wings capitalized, had a little more finish in the second period. There were several instances where the Oilers looked totally out of sync, totally out of position. Uh, the power play, Detroit with a couple of goals. I mean, when Volano scores to make it 3-2, just and Sprong was hard to the net, the Oilers didn't have proper coverage down low on that goal, but then moments after that, Alex DeBrinket totally out-leveraged Evan Bouchard just inside the blue line, goes in and fires one, just hammers one off the iron. That goal goes in, bang, it's 3-3. Then Jake Wallman comes in, 
had the overtime winner the other night against Vancouver. Comes in and Stu Skinner makes an outstanding save. 34 saves for Skinner. Had a great second period. That kept the Oilers in the game. Kept them in the game. Even though that the Wings did tie it, it was a total slop fest on the 3-3 goal that Patrick Kane scored. But again, man, odd man. Odd man rushes and just giving away pucks and not in position, just not aware of what was going on in the second. So, I mean, full marks to the Oilers for coming out in the third and turning things around. Detroit roster is very interesting when you think about it. You you look at their roster and you go, and then you see their first unit power play come over. They have four, uh, 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 out of the first unit power play, they have two guys on the fourth line that are on their first unit power play in Joe Volano and Daniel Sprong. That just shows you that that how their roster makeup is entirely different. Those two guys are not um, strong enough defensively to be in a higher role, but they are gifted enough offensively to be a part of what looked like a pretty good, dar- pretty darn good power play. And again, when Patrick Kane, when he's firing the pucks all over, I mean, he looked, he didn't even. A lot of times he was just standing still and was dangerous. It was just dangerous because, you know, even the pass to, to Brinkett to, for the power play goal in the first period, simply, simply amazing. Duke was watching the game last night. Let's welcome in the Duke of Delburn, Brandon Douglas. Had your feet up on the couch. I sure did. Bowl, up uh, a little, uh, bowl of popcorn? No, no popcorn last night. I had a later a later supper, so I was just whipping that up at the first intermission, enjoyed it during the second period, and then uh, yeah. a little uh, cookies by George oh. for dessert still. <laughs> oh, you're getting a jump on still, Valentine's still Day. Still peel, peeling away at my uh, little care package box that we got brought into the studio last week. I figured, you, you know, you got to give that to some young lady in town. You know, you're handing those out. Well, I don't here. really know any. Wow. Uh, so that's uh, that puts a bit of we a We can gap, work but, on that, Duke. <laughs> we can, but uh, no, my, my attention was... Uh, was undivided last night on this hockey game and mm-hmm. it uh like you said kevin that second period like it i thought we were going to be having a very different conversation <laughs> this morning because after the what we saw in los angeles on saturday night and then a, a great start for the Oilers, but they just couldn't they couldn't pull away and kind of uh because they they were outplayed for the almost the entirety of the second period there was that one shift that, yeah. that ended up an offensive chance that i believe it was when mcdavid was out there at the start of his shift with Perry and Kane, they got, got into mixing mm-hmm. it up a little bit too. But if you look at the second period, the Oilers, if you would, and I mean, I don't go on all the places where you find all these high dangers chances, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But the Oilers, besides the goal that they scored in the second period, really didn't create much no. offense at all. Oh, no. Like they, they yeah. spent virtually the entire period in their own end yeah. in the second period. And and Stuart Skinner was, was terrific last night. I mean, the, the saves... I'm glad that the, the numbers actually kind of give some accreditation on a, on a night where, I mean, yeah, you give up four goals, but for goodness sake, I mm-hmm. mean, how many of those 40-plus uh, saves were oh. you, like high-danger chances, um, or 34 saves, 34, I, I should yeah. say, excuse yeah. me. Um, like how many of them were, were point blank? Like if he lets in one of those, and, and you flip back to the start of the year where every one of those where the Oilers are scoring, but then when you need the save, you just weren't getting it. That's not the case right now, and it hasn't been for, for quite some time. I was thinking of the three stars when I was watching last <laughs> night, and I was thinking, come on, Lou, you know that Stu Skinner's one of the stars, and I know he wanted to give 
one to CC, and CC probably deserved one. Oh, 100 Probably would have thrown Skinner in there instead of Bush. But uh, text coming in, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Brett from Stony goes, got to be the Spinorama. KK, yeah, that was beautiful. But I'm just looking at the other sense where if you get, a lot of times guys go, second assists are, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. but those are second assists that Connor had last night. Those were hard work and second assist. I man. want you to remember that next time I come oh. in after a Tropics game and tell you that I piled up a couple of second assists. Maybe I'm the one doing all the work, like Connor, because yeah. he, he he deserved it. it like, whether it was the the Holloway goal or, or you mentioned the um the the other one just before, like he did all the legwork, and it's just mm-hmm. a matter of like he made a great pass or, or dug it out, and then a rebound or a second chance ended up being the one to bury it. But yeah, like it, there's no words left to really describe no. what Connor McDavid accomplishes, and and last night was uh, was a, a true epitome of that because he was dominant in the third period. He was not going to let them lose that hockey game, even mm-hmm. if it was by his own accord. Thankfully, he had a little bit of help uh, to make it happen too. I saw Cam Tate up in the press box last night. Of course, he does the two minute warning. Uh, with Jason Greger. Correct. And he says to me, uh, Kevin, can I send in a little a limerick for you? Oh. So I said, yeah, Cam. And I said, I'll read it. If it's any good, I said, I'll read it on the air. <laughs> That's what I said good. to him first. So anyway, this is from Cam Tate. Writes the two-minute warning every uh, Monday and Friday with Jason Greger. And he says, this is a little limerick. And I think it's pretty good. The Oilers found themselves in a second-period performance quite putrid. A 3-3 tie after 40 minutes looking like their blaring offense was muted. Connor got in the mix. Assists counting six. In the end, an 8-4 win over Detroit, an early Valentine's Day gift from Cupid. That's not bad. Tater comes through. He's a natural. Yeah. Wordsmith. Uh, just a wordsmith. That's what, it, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, L Nate, E.I. Nate, L. Nate, Showtime is going to look so good. In an Oilers jersey, uh, is that Kane? That is, is uh, that's Patrick Kane's nickname. We talked yeah. about it yesterday. What would be the chances? I, you know, here's another thing, Duke. I did talk to, um, uh, and we'll talk about this because we got to get to Derek Van Deest here uh, in about five minutes. But I talked to a former Oiler last night in the press box who is a scout now for Arizona, uh, David Oliver, played a long time ago, and. Uh, we were talking about the possibilities of that and it's not a very good possibility. We know that, but he was like, man, that would be something. That would be something. Uh, we'll get to more of your text uh, coming up uh, in the next little bit in the show, but uh, coming up right after the break, we've got Derek Van Deest from NHL.com. We'll guess with this. I saw a DVD up in the press box, but I didn't see the text about the lineup coming in, so I didn't talk to him about oh, yeah. coming on yet, so sorry about that DVD. Uh, Mark Spector will join us at 8 o'clock. Arda O'Cal from the NHL on ESPN will guess with us at 8.20. Then we've got Tim Anger coming in uh, from Football Alberta. He will talk things uh, all about the World Football uh, Championship coming up in Edmonton, and that's coming up this summer. They had a news conference on Monday. Tried to get Tim on yesterday, but still we'll uh, let you know. This is, this is a big thing for our city, big thing for, for youth football to get uh, the game gro- growing and get things go- uh, going in that sense, and Tim will fill us all in. David Schlemko for Cougar Paint and Collision, our co-host from 9 to 11, and David facilitated Bob Ridley former Medicine Hat Tigers broadcaster and bus driver. This guy, for decades, would drive the bus, get off the bus, do the play-by-play, 
then get on the bus, and then drive the Tigers all over Western Canada. How? I mean, the amount of hours and how, like, how much coffee are you drinking? I mean, it's just the amount of hours that he would have driven and safe. That's, you know, when you think about it, I kept keeping all those young men safe for all those years. So Bob Ridley will uh, be with us at 920. I've said for, uh, you know, when he retired Duke, I thought, you know, he could be, he, he should be considered for the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, and then uh, Javon Leak will be with us at 1020 from the Edmonton Elks just signed while it was announced what, about 10 days ago, officially announced yesterday. Uh, when we come back, Derek Van Deest, NHL.com, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the Puck Report brought to you by Fountain Tire. And Fountain Tire is more than just tires. They offer a wide range of auto repair and services from their expert mechanics. Visit FountainTire.com to see all the mechanical services that they offer as we welcome in Derek Van Deest, NHL.com. Back to the program. Good morning, DVD. Morning, Kevin. How are you doing? Not bad. You know, I, I saw obviously saw you in the press box last night, but I didn't see the lineup before I could say thanks for, you know, coming on today. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming on. Um no anybody impressed you last night on the Oilers? <laughs> oh, did we lose DVD? It was a great that's kinda how I started. We'll have to hook DVD up back again. Uh we'll uh, give DVD another ring. As uh, we just lost the connection, he's probably talking about things right now. So, Derek Van Deest from NHL dot com, and the Duke is on the horn. Hmm. We might have to dial him up again. So, Connor McDavid six assists last night. First time ever that he had five assists in a game. Never mind six. So, uh, DVD, have you got us back, big guy? Yeah, sorry. Must be no, no worries, big fella. So I facetiously was saying, did anyone impress you last night? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because, you know, McDavid just keeps surprising you. Like he keeps doing, for all that he's done, you know, all the things that he, he does uh, night in, night out, it's actually kind of a, a pleasure to, to get to watch him play. And then, uh, you know, then he does what he does last night, decides to take over the game in the third period. It ends up with six assists. It's the first time we've seen him do that. Uh, but yeah, it was quite impressive the way he kind of just took over in that third period, and uh, the Oilers hadn't been playing well up to that point. They've no. been kind of struggling, and I think uh, you know Detroit was Detroit was kind of they were playing really well. They thought they were doing really well, and then in the third period he decides to kind of take over, and uh, yeah, uh, another very impressive performance by Connor McDavid. He just you know keeps surprising you, keeps doing these things, and. Um, yeah, it was something that we, you know, of all the things we've seen McDavid do, that was something we had never seen. So it was just, a, just a, another remarkable performance by, by Conor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Derek Van Deest of NHL.com, our guest on Sports 1440. I kind of posed the question to our listeners' DVD about, you know, what was the, the nicest, the best assist, and everyone obviously goes towards the Kane spinorama, but I, I'm kind of leaning towards... He had a couple of really hard-working, like secondary assists that uh, resulted in goals. Uh, your thoughts on on that? Well, yeah, the, the case in Ramble was fantastic, but you know there was the one where he set up, and it goes in the corner, and then to be able to pick the puck out of the corner, and they ended up with Holloway's goal, go ahead goal. Uh, you know that was a good one too. And then, and then yeah, there was just 
Uh, there, was, there was a lot of hard working ones, and it did start with him. Like he's, you see the way he's playing now. He's playing a lot more physical than we've seen him before. He's mm-hmm. digging pucks out of the corner more than we have before. Like he's just. He seems to have taken his game to a, to another level, surprisingly as that is. But he, he's playing with more of an edge, I think, lately. Uh, you know, and, and, and Kenny, we saw that. We saw a bit of frustration in, in Las Vegas. We saw that at that age in Los Angeles where he's running around and hitting people. Uh, you know, and, and, and uh, now he's winning battles in the corner. Like, he's doing he's doing everything now. He's kind of, each year, he seems to add another layer, another element to his game. Um, and, and you got to wonder, like, he's only 27 years old. Like, there's still a lot of hockey left in this guy. Uh, and, and that's, the, you know, that's maybe the scary part about this is how good he is now that he's kind of still reaching his prime. Like, he's still not in his prime yet. So I think um, it, it was impressive last night to kind of just, he took the team on his back and he said, you know what, we're not losing tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not playing very well. And it's one of those things that I'm just going to get this thing done. And he took the team and, and took them on their back and then they kind of, went with him. It was, it was a very, very impressive performance. You know, DVD's, um, he, he's almost at two points a game in his last 36 games played. So you can see exactly how much he's, uh, you know, working and trying. And I look at those two two goals last night where he had the secondary assist, and it, it's the dogged determination to never give up, to keep, you know, um, battling and, and trying to retrieve a puck and to, to get a takeaway. We saw that a couple of times last night, not just on goals, but uh, in general. Having said all that, and you did touch on it, uh, uh, DVD, about the second period where Detroit was the better team. Just your thoughts on Stu Skinner, how he held the Oilers in there. Well, he, he's going to playing so well. I think, you know, beginning of the season, a lot of people were wondering about the owner's goaltending, whether they're going to have to go out and get another goaltender, get a veteran guy, get someone to come in here. Obviously, when Jack Cannon didn't work out, and he sent him down to the minors. Yeah. Uh, Stu's going to really pick up the ball. They, they said to him, listen, you're going to have to be our guy. You're hey, DVD, can I just, can I, can you go to another area or somewhere, are you on the speaker or whatever? You're just coming in a little, little sketchy. No, I, you know, I'm at the Stantec house. So such oh. a isn't that good? I'll see if I can find a Just find it. Yeah, you're, at times you're coming in a little bit. Come, you're kind of just a little yeah. scratchy. How's that sound? Okay. How, how's that, that that's sound? a lot better right there, big guy. Okay, yeah. yeah there's, there's a certain corners of this, uh, this, this apartment building that, uh, you know, there's something better. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, you look at Stuart Skinner and, and the way he's just kind of taken over that number one role. Once Jack Hamill was sent down to the minors, they said to him, hey, you're a guy, you're going to have to take over this role. And he's really excelled. And, and he's taken his game to another level as well. And I don't think there's any questions about the goaltending this season. I think right now everyone looks at Stuart Skinner and he's in his second year. He's an experienced guy. He has that playoff experience. And, and there's really no concern about the other goaltending heading towards the playoffs. I don't think there's a lot of talk about people saying, hey, you got to bring someone else in. Uh, uh, you know, and even that, Calvin Pickett, when he's coming in and he, he's had to start and smell Stuart Skinner, he's, he's played really well in, in, in his you know, performances. So he's doing a great job as a backup. So right now, you look at that goaltending position, it looks pretty soft, solidified. Uh, but yeah, Stuart Skinner, um, he's, he's been probably one of the best goalies in the league uh, since uh, Chris Lombard mm-hmm. has taken over. And I think that that's a, that's, that's a big thing for the Oilers because, yeah, they needed him last night. They needed him to make some big saves. They needed him to go out there uh, and play well. And he did that, and he kept him in the game, which is what you want from your goaltender 
allowing the Oilers to come back in the hockey game. Derek Van Deest, NHL.com, our guest on Sports 1440. If anyone needed a goal, well, besides Cody Ceci, that's, but he's not expected to score. I, I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins just had one goal in, I think, 13 games, but finds the net a couple of times last night. Uh, for him to start creating and generating and showing up in, on the score sheet, uh, that, this is just massive, massive for this team. Yeah, you need him going. He's a guy that, that needs to be going. He's a guy that, you know, you saw him last night. And, and you know, he, that, that couple of goals, he hits the puck in the slot. He's got such a great shot. And he's got such great hockey instincts. And, and he had such a great season last year. Yeah, one goal in 14 games or 13 games coming in. And, you know, he, you need a guy like Ryan Newton Hopkins to be scoring on a consistent basis. You can, he can't go 10, 11 games without a goal. So I think... Uh, you know, for him to come in and, and do what he did last night, and he kind of elevated his game last night as well. And, and we've seen him do this for so long. Like he, he's such a talented hockey player. He's such a skilled player. Um, and, you know, and, but uh, you know, to go here for him to go on a little bit of a lull like that, uh, the team really wasn't struggling. Like the team was still playing well with him going on a lull. Mm-hmm. But uh, to have him come back and, and do what he did last night, and, and this is a guy that you need to get going. You need, you know, Evander Kane to going. You need Drysdale to keep going. So. I think, you know, last night and that third period, they really all put it together. Keep moving around that Stantec Tower DVD. We'll see if we can finally get a hot spot. <laughs> it, it's, it's coming in and coming out, but it is still a little scratchy. We'll try to uh, bear with us, uh, our listeners, for just a couple more minutes. But um, thoughts moving forward on this road trip DVD. Uh, some tough games, but you know what? I was so disappointed. I thought St. Louis would have a, a much better performance last night in Toronto, but didn't show up at all. So St. Louis and Dallas and then uh, Arizona. Yeah, St. Louis is hit and miss. Sometimes they look like, okay, they're, they're the world beaters again. They look like a playoff contending team. They look like a team that, okay, they, they put it all together. Um, and then, you know, other, other nights they look like they did last night. Like they played a short-handed Leafs team and you thought they'd come in there and put in a good effort and, and they, they didn't think they put a really bad effort in. And I think that's one of the reasons that they cost Craig Gouria's job is just the inconsistency there in St. Louis. They, they look really good one night. They look like they have a lot of potential. They, they have a lot of good players. And then the next night, uh, they'll, they'll put in effort like they did last night. It's going to be a, a tough game. It's still a tough team to play in their barn. It's going to be tough for the Oilers. And I'm really looking forward to that Dallas game and seeing what, mm-hmm. what the Oilers have against a team like the Stars. The Stars are a very good hockey club. They, they, they're, to me, they're a much underrated hockey club. They, they're really going well right now. So, you know, going into St. Louis is going to be a tough game, and then going into Dallas is going to be a tough game. I, I, but I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what the others can do against Dallas because, uh, to me, that's going to be a really, really good test for, for this hockey club. Hey, DVD, we'll uh, cut you short just here with the audio not being 100 per. So thanks for hopping on today, big fella, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for your input to this morning. No problem. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks for having us. That's Derek Van Deest, NHL.com. KFED says, was that conversation with DVD one, through one of those uh, – Cups on a string. So the Stantec Tower, just too much. Uh, it's just too wild in there. Too much too much steel, too much glass, or what, Duke? Is that how it works? Too much fun? Too much partying going on? Interference uh, in the upper floors of the uh, Stantec? Not at this time. <laughs> well, it's Valentine's Day. Who knows? All you know. Some late stayovers. <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that. Uh, yeah, Bobby goes, uh, Morning, gentlemen. Is DVD calling from a submarine? <laughs> and Brett from Stony. Hey, any way to turn up DVD a little bit, Duke? They were on you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Uh, no. Yeah. It's. I mean, hey, it, it's always uh, when our, our guests are on the go yeah. sometimes, and not always uh, in the 
most prime positions. You know, they're not sitting uh, mm-hmm. laid out on the uh, the side of the he- the shoulder of the Hende, where the right beside the tower, uh, the cell tower, not the yes. Stantec tower. So, yes. uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that happens sometimes, but it does. Yeah, but for the most part, technology's been pretty good. Pretty good. Um, as as mentioned, so Oilers take on St. Louis uh, tomorrow, and then uh, Saturday it is. Uh, in Dallas, and then and that's an afternoon game. And then Monday in Arizona, that's an afternoon game on Family Day. And just to let our listeners know, we'll be taking a, a break on Family Day here at Sports 1440 with the game in the afternoon and everything else. So uh, we'll give the Duke a little day off, and he'll be out at Delburn, I would assume. Or what are you doing? I am yeah. heading home this weekend. There's yeah. a final home game for the Senior Outlaws of the year, oh. so I'll do that. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I'm not too sure what my, uh, my Family Day weekend has in store. Maybe mm. I will spend it. With the family. You got to worry about Valentine's Day first, Duke. That's the number one thing. No, not very. Uh, my number one Valentine, <laughs> Tropics Hockey. Tropics <laughs> Hockey. I uh, wanted to congratulate Bobby McMahon uh, for a hat trick last night, that Leafs game 4 1. Hey, did uh, Morgan Riley play last night? I, w- I hadn't heard if he, he did was, not. He no. didn't. Oh, first of, geez, uh, I, I hadn't heard if he was out or in. First of. Five, uh, Kevin. Yes, yes, and so uh, and Tavares and Marner were out. So uh, a really depleted lineup in St. Louis uh, doesn't come out, doesn't show up in Toronto. Uh, so you know the Blues will be a little ticked off uh, come Thursday. So four one Leafs over St. Louis. Bobby McMahon uh, from Old Wainwright picks up a hat trick, got the third one into an empty net. Played three years in Bonneville with the Pontiacs. You know the Pontiacs have uh, they've produced uh, a lot of NHLers. You know like Mark Latestu and guys like that. And Bobby, you you talk about perseverance. He's 27 years old now. A lot of guys would have pulled the pin, pulled the pin on this. He played four years at Colgate after his uh, junior career in Bonneville, obviously not drafted. So he goes, you know what? I might mess around in the East Coast. He goes to Wichita, uh, the Newfoundland Growlers for a short time, ends up in the Marlies, the Toronto Marlies, and has a pretty good year a couple of years ago. And gets a call up with Toronto last year. Really didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Back to the Marlies. And then he gets called up again with the Leafs. And now he's got five goals, five assists in 27 games. So uh, that shows you how tough it is. But if you can persevere and believe, believe in yourself, you can still make your dream come true. When we come back, we'll have some open text time and we will uh, check in with uh, a couple of other Oilers. I guess we'll have a little interview, post-game interview with Connor McDavid for sure. Uh, That's coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. 741 in Edmonton. That means the 740 break is the Duke in BA. Brian Adams. Oilers with an 8-4 victory over... The Detroit Red Wings last night, also last night, Buffalo. <laughs> Holy smoke, 7 nothing over the LA Kings. Anji Kopitar was minus 6. It's the uh, highest or lowest total you want to say in the plus-minus department by a Selkie winner. Vancouver doubled up Chicago 4-2. And once again, uh, the Leafs over St. Louis 4-1 games of note in the Western Conference standings. Um I hope Bob is listening because I got something, Bob. I was just thinking about this and I found it. I just kind of found it this morning and maybe the Duke wants to partake as well. And this is just before we get to Connor McDavid and his post-game comments last night. Um, Evan Bouchard had three points last night, one goal, two assists. That was his uh, fifth three-point night of the season. So 
he also recorded his 100th assist of his career as an Oilers defenseman. Pretty good, pretty good. Lots, lots of runway left here. It was in his 233rd game. He's the fifth fastest Oilers defenseman to reach that mark. We were talking about Connor reaching 600 assists in 616 games, the fourth fastest there, Bobby Orr, 608. So, Duke, I'm sure you could name a couple of them off the top of your head that are ahead of Evan Bouchard for the fifth fastest Oilers defenseman to reach 100 assists. So he did it in 233 games. So I know you. we know who the first one off the top of your head is, Duke. His assistant coach. Yes, Paul Coffey. Also another man that was just up on the Oilers Hall of Fame uh, this year. Charlie Huddy, mm-hmm. pretty simple. These are pretty these obvious are, these ones. Are, these are the, the ones that jump to yeah. the front of the mind uh, yes. for both myself and probably most uh, Oilers fans out there. I think so. So, Bob, I assume you're listening. So you've got two more. I think you can figure one out, Duke, and maybe and the last, the, the third one that I'm kind of talking about is um, a recent player, a recent defenseman, recently traded. So I think you could probably, with that clue, I think you could figure that out. So, mm-hmm. Duke, yeah. Uh, Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry. So, looking leaves, for the... F- leaves one more. Leaves one more. Le- looking for it, Bob. If you can figure out who, who it is, Bob, let us know. Bob's probably just gone radio silent now. Well, yeah, we were uh, we were a little too hard <laughs> on him yesterday, I think, maybe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Nails, your, your cousin Nails comes in. Duke's line for Valentine's Day. Hey, I can kill spiders for you. Does that mean like you're... I don't know. Uh, that's like I, if you're on a date, you're going to... I guess so. Like if I'm trying to, to hype myself up to any uh, eligible bachelorettes, like that's... Because mm. I don't have a lot to offer, obviously. Oh, so come maybe, on, maybe this Don't is the, sell yourself short. This is... The, well, I am pretty short. That's one of my <laughs> many uh, detriments. But uh, no, I can tell them that that's something I'm more than comfortable doing. Yeah. I know some some people, both uh, men and women alike, are a little on the sketchy side when it comes to yeah. insects and spiders and stuff. Ah, don't bother me. I can, you just squish them. <laughs> like, I think a lot of men have varied opinions on Valentine's Day. You think? I think. <laughs> do you think it, okay, do you think it's 60, 70 that they don't like it? There's always the romantics out there, you mm-hmm. know. I I had a beautiful card waiting for Laura this morning on the island. She when So she when she gets up, she's probably had her coffee, read this beautiful card that I wrote a little note in. You, uh, and you like you just get the bl- blank inside no, and you no, pen, pen something or you're going no, uh, I thanks bought, to our I, friends at Hallmark. I go out. No, I, I, I buy those. What are you calling those? Papyrus? 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 Papyrus. Papyrus, whatever I can. Yeah. But they're the nice cards. Hell yeah. So I, I, you know, go out and get put some thought into it. But I'll bet there's a lot of guys that are just scrambling right now. You know, I could bet, I'll bet Schlemmer is heading out. He was here yesterday he, in the mall. He was in the mall yesterday. I bet he his, was buying something for his, Valentine's I ran, Day. Connor, uh, Connor Halley and I ran into him on our little uh, post-show mall walk and He's like, oh, who's that? Uh, local celebrity, David Schlem- Schlemko. And he just says, yeah, he was here to do a little Valentine's Day show. Do you think a guy like Laddie has totally forgotten about it, Valentine's Day? No, no, no. I think no? Laddie's knows better. <laughs> his, uh, his, his lovely wife does such a good job looking after him that I think he's eager to help uh, repay the favor on this kind of one special day of the year. I'll bet Eddie's been at Bonton Bakery. Oh, I got all right Steph's away. Favorites. Got, I got all, everything ready to roll for later. So I, I think a lot of guys scramble, though. They're like, you know, they're going to go, you go, okay, I'll go pick up some flowers, you know, whatever. 
A lot of guys, you, you know, you go down, I'm sure when you guys are walking down by the Victoria's Secret there all the time, you and Connor. Oh, yeah, I'm always leering in, <laughs> checking, out, <laughs> checking out the scene. Oh, who's in here today? I'll, I'll, I'll bet if you were to ask your significant other, your wife, girlfriend, yada, yada, if you were buying them, if you went to Victoria's Secret and, and they would say, just please get me the flannel pajamas. The pajamas, the bathrobe. Get, get me the nice, flannel pajamas. Something so, like that, yeah. yeah. Don't go and try to otherwise size me up. Otherwise, it's more so for you than it yeah. is for them, right? Well, it's, it's a couple. See, it's for both, but, you know, yeah, don't try to size me up. Just get the flannel pajamas. <laughs> don't guess. Yeah. Because Lord forbid you get it wrong, then you are in uh, deep trouble. Well, Connor McDavid was just sweet. Sweet last night with a half dozen uh, apples, six assists. First time he ever had five assists, uh, never mind six in a game, uh, to um, cross over that 600 assist threshold. Did it in 616 NHL games. That's fourth fastest in NHL history. Oilers captain had this to say following last night's tilt. It's assist night for you. Just really seem to be feeling it right from the get-go. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, I thought... We got a couple lucky ones. I think the first one's a little lucky. Nuge makes a great play on one. Um, Nuge makes a good play on a couple. So, um, yeah, playing with some good players, obviously. And um, tonight was a good night. How would you describe kind of what mode you guys clicked into into that third period? Because it just something just fired there. Yeah, we didn't like our obviously we didn't like our second period. I thought first period we did a lot of good things. Um, second period was just not not what we want to do. Uh, we gave up numerous chances, numerous odd man rushes. Forward's not doing a good job coming back. You know, D-men pinching at, at, at strange times. I thought Stu bailed us out big time in the second period, and we were fortunate to be tied, and um, I thought we did a good, good job of just grabbing it, um, just turning our work rate up, simplifying a lot of the cliche stuff, but stuff that works. Obviously a team effort there in the third period, but take us through that play on the spinorama to Evander Kane there. Uh, yeah, uh, I was coming off the and, uh, He's, he's been playing great, standing um, and uh, turning pucks over, and he just kind of he made a great play, a quick up, and I had a lot of speed and just tried to make a play. I tried to cut inside, and the D-man played it well and bounced it back outside and threw it there. And Kaner uh, is a great goal scorer; he's always at the net. Did you expect the dive through the crease from Holloway? No, that was a little scary, but I saw him coming last second. Holler's a little bit like a, a bull in a china shop sometimes, but you got to go to the net hard, and, and um, you know he got rewarded there. That was a huge goal for our group, and, and got us going. Connor, it looked like um, you mentioned that second period. You didn't like it. It's been a while since your team's been that loose and yeah. and sloppy. Anything you can attest to? Is that just going to happen every now and then, or what do you what do you feel went wrong? In well, I think we've done a great job of, of playing solid defensive hockey for uh, a large stretch here. Um, I thought it got away on us big time tonight, um, and like I said, Stu bailed us out. Um, just so many odd man rushes, chances, great A's, breakaways. Um, I thought our D-men did a great job playing two-on-ones as well. Mercy with a big slide. And, um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of desperation, but it shouldn't have to be, it shouldn't have to get there. Can you talk about a guy, Cody Cece, obviously not here to score goals, but he said no one really bugged him. It's been a long, long time, 127 games. Nice <laughs> to see a guy like that score. Um, I think the last time he scored was Game Seven uh, against LA. That's uh, was it. Okay, well, two, no, two game in uh, Game Two of like last October. Oh, okay. Well, I remember his Game Seven goal the most. So um, <laughs> that was a huge goal. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's here to uh, to be solid, um, solid D man, and he's but he's done that. Um, 
ever since he's been here. Um, and Nursey make a great pair and pitch in with a goal every now and then. It's it's a great thing. Um, but like I said, that's not what he's here for, but we're, we're definitely happy for him. couple subtle lineup tweaks into that third period, too, and it seems like a couple of them that, that kind of work. Mm. You notice that from Chris a little here and there? Yeah, he's got a great feel for the game. Um, you know, he's a calm calm presence on the bench. I think you guys can see that. And, um, you know, but tonight he was a little bit, uh, you know, obviously wasn't loving where the game was going. Um, you know, none of us were. So sometimes you need to tweak it a little bit. And I thought uh, his little tweaks worked and, and uh, that's a sign of a good coach. You guys had mentioned when you first got hired guys at the coach from forces, you're not afraid to, you know what, he'll show his, his disappointment at times. Hasn't mm. obviously had a lot of case like that, but mm. tonight seemed like if, if there was a mistake made, he was not afraid to pull guys, switch them lines really quick. Yeah, good he, to get players' attention like that, do you think? Well, of course you need that. You need you need that uh, accountability every now and then, especially from your head coach. Um, you guys might not see it all the time, but he's he's he does a great job of keeping guys accountable. Um, you know, nobody liked the second period, and, and obviously he would um, say the same. And um, you know, he changed it when he felt like it maybe needed a change and um you're gonna get that out of your head coach and um thought it was good that's Oilers captain Connor McDavid six assists he's tied for third NHL scoring 77 points uh text coming in Joe Daddy hey Kevin did you ever think CeCe would score before Brown this year I did. Uh, that's what Joe Daddy said. I, I didn't think so. No, I thought that uh, I thought that Connor Brown would score first, and I'm sure um, he's thinking about it as well. But if he, he needs to get off the schneid here, he, he could uh, definitely use use one for some confidence. There was a shift in the you know, early going there, I guess, in the first period where he was knocked off the puck in the uh, far corner, just to the left of. Uh, Goaltender. Well, it was Alex Lyon, and uh, forgot to mention that too. The the goaltending change when Billy Huso was uh, hurt after the first goal of the game, and then Alex Lyon came in, and you know, um, yeah, Brown had a bit of a tough shift. He couldn't kind of gain any uh, positioning leverage, and uh, but I thought he kind of came back after that. Um, and there were some changes of the lines in the third period. Things were moved around. There was a couple giveaways where guys uh, failed to uh, clear pucks or even uh, get them to safe places on the ice. And uh, Warren Fogle was one of those, and that, that changed the line later in the game where Sam Gagne got inserted, but then you had McLeod, Dreisaitl, Fogle for a bit. You had Kane, Holloway, Perry for a little bit. Things moved around a little bit in the third period. Uh, Walnuts in the park, Kev. How do they sit? Jan Mark and not Brown. Well... To be honest with you, it's in my my estimation, it's almost like a 50-50 between the two of them right now. Both offer the same thing. I think Yanmark is a tad harder to play against, a tad harder, but that's this year. Last year, he was harder to play against, so he needs to get his confidence going. I don't see him sitting in the press box for a long period of time. We'll see what happens on this road trip. But between the two of them, those are the those are the guys out. The, between Yanmark, Brown, and Gagne, those are the three guys. Those, whoever the odd man out is, that's the odd man out. And that's going to be coach's decision all the time. When we come back, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet will uh, guest with us. Uh, on the mark for Booster Juice, we'll have Arda Ocal, NHL on ESPN, and then Tim Anger from Football Alberta, all coming up in the 8 o'clock hour on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Oh, sorry, Duke. 
My fault. <laughs> you know what it is? It's the first round thing after the old after the football season's over. Caught me off guard. My fault. My apologies. Uh, this Sports 1440 update is brought to you by Tommy Guns, home of the ultimate grooming experience. Our hot towel shaves, awesome haircuts and treatments were designed for you. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.